welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. My name is Laura. <laughs> this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers. Can you believe it? And each week, <laughs> we will be discussing it? a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Yay. So with that, <laughs> let's get grimy. Let's get it. I, You were just har- harassing me? I don't know. Yes. Because I told you <laughs> that I came, <laughs> I came home from work, and I didn't feel good, so I ordered Papa John, bless, and because it heals me in all ways. And I ate before I showered, and then I smell bad, and I smell like fish, and I eat fish hands. I ate my pizza, and you're making fun of me, and then I cried. (laughs) It was well-deserved. How dare you desecrate Father Jonathan's pizza. (laughs) Father John! Why have you done this to him? He worked so hard. It was so good. I ate, like, half of it, I think. What kind of pizza did you get? Cheese. That's all I ever get. I know. Plain cheese. I'm a plain Jane. (laughs) I was asking for the crowd. <laughs> like, I know that like, you have no taste. They can feel involved. <laughs> How's your week going? It's going. It's summertime and it's hot and it's corona time. And the weather's and a easy. Virus, and oh. I don't know. There's just like some days like the animals get up on the wrong side of the bed and like I get up on the wrong <laughs> yes. side of the bed and we just like yes. don't vibe. And they don't listen, and right. everything's awful. So I had like one of those days, and mm. yeah, I'm just trying to not think about it at all. And I'm just gonna play video games every time I'm not at work. I'm just playing video games. That's good work life balance, though. It's either work, video games, or podcasts. Those are my three tasks that I complete. That's it. I just, and like, the little needle just swings around to each little quadrant. Yes. Or, I mean, try, try, trident. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a trident. Pie piece. <laughs> it's just a pie piece. <laughs> I'm just working on my pie. Leave me be. <laughs> uh, what are your cats doing and what are you drinking? Oh, what are my cats doing? Uh, one cat's sleeping. The other one left the room after it got yelled at. And I'm drinking a Mountain <laughs> Dew because I always get a two liter of Mountain Dew when I order Papa John. I don't know why. Interesting. Yeah, I used to drink mainly beer with pizza because it's delicious. Mm -hmm. But then for some reason I started drinking Mountain Dew with pizza, and now it's like a Coke and popcorn thing. Like I can't Mm. have one without the other. Like it makes me upset. It is really tasty. (laughs) Well, you're doing the Dew, and you're living that video game lifestyle. Mm. I have some Doritos in my pantry too, so I'm just like (laughs) what I'm saying, like gamer Xbox, like. Microsoft is salivating at the mouth here to like get oh this girl. All on the a gamer boys right now are listening and they're like, "Fuck, that's a true ass gamer girl. She has nacho cheese on her controller. I'm erect. I love listening to how greasy she is." You know the one thing that I like found out from dating other people who like video games is that it's actually awful because they all they like. Well, number one, my boyfriend's a piece of shit, so he didn't own any video games. He just only played mine. But like, you're oh. both like. If you don't play together, like, like I was always yelled at for, like, hogging it, even though I bought it with my own money. Right. That's so, disgusting. anyway, if you don't have your own battle station, you can get fucked, because I'm going to constantly be on it. <laughs> this has been Gamer Talk with Flora and Fauna. This is Gamer Girl <laughs> Chat. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, next week, we're covering The Last of Us 2. Great <gasps> or garbage? Aww. <laughs> Great, because I'm not a fucking asshole. There, there you go.
Anyways, how's your week? How are your cats? And what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, g- good, good, <laughs> good is the answer to all three. Sincere. I am doing well. I had mm-hmm. an interesting situation at work this last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes when you have to get like a specific fecal yes. or urine sample to vet staff. They need it like ASAP. They needed yes. it yesterday and it needs to be 10 times the size of the sample you gave them. Yes. <laughs> and we have this one Tamron that I work with that we like had to get this urine sample in for her and there's only like specific hours that the vet clinic could take it and so we've been trying to get this for so long and we finally got it and it was like three minutes until like that window of opportunity closed my co-worker is like sprinting down the hill to like go to our vet hospital to hand it off and he said when he got back uh that when he was like running out of the building with wild abandon he accidentally stomped all over this like rabbit skeleton that he and i have been just like keeping safe like out in like this like patch of grass we've just been watching it like decompose and it's been like really um i don't know nice yeah (laughs) it's been like our little like pet project and he just like stomped all over it and like ground those bones dust and i was like god Damn it, there's nothing pure left in the world. That was the only thing I was living that for. That was such a sacrifice. You had to sacrifice <sighs> to get the sample. To get that piss in, yeah. They know, though, like, the moment they get that vibe from you when you, like, look at them. Like, you look God. at them all the time. But then you get that, they get that vibe from, like, the eye contact. <laughs> and they're just, like, you. <laughs> their butt clenches. And they're, like, I will never poop again. <laughs> right. Like, this is my piss. I will never it's poop. not for you. I will never pee ever again. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. Yes, they know. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's not cool. Um, so that was fun. It was a good time. Uh, everything's chaotic, but I agree. When I'm not at work, I'm reading the 15 library books that my library decided to check out for me at once. Yes. So that was really cool and stressful, and I'm really loving that calming activity. Beautiful. And uh let's see my cats i had to just kick one of them out of the chair because he bit me while we were starting the podcast and then the other one is asleep in a big uh little like donut pillow she's just out which is very cute like a hemorrhoid pillow no you got hemorrhoids (laughs) (laughs) no you want to talk about you want to share something with the class (laughs) she's asleep in my giant hemorrhoid pillow for my giant hemorrhoids (laughs) What are those things? That's what Let that is. Let it be. Yeah. I think so. Oh, I, I just think about hemorrhoids. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I always think about that because they kind of look like those things you put around your neck on airplanes too. It for but sure that's like do. not a full donut. Yeah, for it's sure. It's just like a horseshoe. Anyways, I'm drinking a beer and a water simultaneously because whoa, I know it. Like I'm getting some of the effects from the beer, but I'm also staying dehydrated <laughs> somewhat dehydrated. Correct. So it's like, I don't know how good it's working, but... That's a good way to be, though. Thank you. Uh, but I'm ready and excited and just, like, mm, itching, chomping at the bit here to talk about our animal of the week. This okay. is all Smack me very exciting. It. This one has been highly requested for a very long time. And has it? Yes. And th- honestly, we're kind of on a kick here, at least I am, of, like, knocking out these these beasts that these people want. The animal of our week was requested by Jeremy, one of our patrons. So thank Yay. you so much for requesting that. But so many of you have requested it in the past. And it's the Binturong. Woohoo! <gasps> oh my god, Binturong. Pull up a photo. Get that bad boy right front and center. Because Bint- you're going to want to look at him. Binturong. While I speak about him. <laughs> Binturong. 
Yeah, the Binturong, <laughs> also known as the Bearcat. Bearcat. Have you ever heard anyone call them that? I have. The Cincinnati Bearcats, baby. Yeah, and then they call them that because supposedly they have a cat face and a bear body. Which I, oh. like, in my mind, that just, like, conjures up um, centaur, minotaur vibes. You know huh, what I'm saying? I really don't get that vibe. I thought, I, I mean, I get, like, bear cat, like, a mix, but I don't get, like, head body. Correct. Yes. I guess um, I but see it- body? No, I don't. It has a fucking crazy tail. Have they yes. ever seen a bear? <laughs> I don't think so. Or a cat. I don't think so. But it got me thinking, that kind of, like... That Minotaur of sorts. It got me thinking. Yeah. Of like a would you rather. So if you had, oh. if you had, a, let's see, let's say here, just play along with me. You have I'm the here. head of a cat. Yes, I the, do. The body of a bear. This would you rather have that? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather have that or would you rather have the bear head and the cat body? Discuss. Is like my cat body and bear head like anatomically like fitting together because like I don't think a cat's body could like hold up a bear's head. Correct. That would be. Are grisly. you like I'm going to say the head? Yes. No. I'm going to say that it's going to be to scale so that you can function as the okay. horrid, ghoulish creature that you are. Well, then I think I definitely want a cat body because they're so just like, um, what's the word like lithe? How do you say that? Oh, that is how you say that. Yes. Uh, lithe. that. Yeah, lithe. I don't ever use that word. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this has been gamer chat. <laughs> we use big fucking words. Get Hell over yeah. it. Hell yeah. Did you learn that from your fucking video games? Um, yeah, because then I could just like be crazy and like jump off stuff, but then have just like a mouth that meant I could eat anything. That mouth don't quit on a that bear. Can't quit. But Mm-mm. then a bear body is very bumbling. It is bumbling. And it kind of got waddle, like, pigeony toes. And, like, bear butts are possibly yeah. the cutest animal butts. And I th- feel like if you're, like, the size of a bear, you've got bigger issues. Like, people are going to hunt you. You're going to mm. get hit by a car. Someone's sure. going to, like, shoot you with something. Right. I don't know. You're, like, a nuisance. They're going to, like, you're move not, you to, like, a different You're country. not quite as know. lithe. The litheness is scaled down. Yeah, it's diminished. A bit. And when I think about what I want to be reincarnated as, liveness is definitely my number one. <laughs> number one category. How much <laughs> bump li- up the liveness? <laughs> How much liveness do will I have? <laughs> bump up the liveness. Bump up the mouth capacity. Hell <laughs> my yeah. two qualifications. Hell That's yeah. It. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, having a cat body is like. Mm, the perfect body. Like, have you That's seen cats perfection. 2019? Yeah, their bods were sick. Yeah. You know what? They were, they were, they were something. They were something. <laughs> they were fucking something. That's correct. I like Scientific it. name for the binturong is the Arctictus binturong. Oh, well, that's and cheap. It sure is. But Arctictus, Ar- okay, hold on. Arctictus, I think is how you say it. It's very hard to say for me. Apparently, that translates to bear weasel in Greek. People love to combine this thing with other bear things weasel. that it wasn't ever that thing. They just didn't know what this thing was. <laughs> yeah. But that's the scientific name, and it's recognized that there are nine subspecies um, that have been discovered since its kind of first naming came about in 1822 by Thomas Stamford Raffles, which is an outrageous Raffle. name. <laughs> and he originally proposed the name 
Vivera Binturong. And then in 1824... He just pulled that out of his ass? Yeah, I guess so. In 1824, Conrad Jacob Temink proposed the Arcticus part of that. And then it it came from there. So, Why scientific classification... I know, these people just don't know what the fuck's going on. We're in class mammalia. We're in order carnivora, which yeah. I just realized we've kind of done a lot of carnivores in a row here. Yeah. Uh, and then we're in family... Viveridae, which is where that Vivera came from, that yes. Thomas Stamford Raffles came up with. And then genus, of course, Arcticus species Binturong. There we go. Lifespan. Wow. The females live on average about 15 and a half years. The males are a little bit longer, at just about 19, but that's in the wild. So Binturongs that live in human care can live well over 25 years. They're pretty hardy. They do pretty well, like in, in zoos and stuff, so... I'm already no angry issues there. because I always look at the Google images and there's just a picture of a kawadi and the description says binturong and then I click it and it says binturong and then it's a picture of a kawada mundi. <laughs> the fuck Can is people? wrong with people? People have no idea. I was also uh, going to mention, I saw something. Jungledragon.com. Do you have a fucking, con- like, contact us? You fucking fucks. <laughs> We're going to pen a message. Not- <laughs> Jungle Dragon, do fucking better. Ooh, I have a, I have the perfect message to Jungle Dragon. You are so binturong. <laughs> you are. You couldn't be more binturong if you tried. Is there, there you I'm go? Binto. The binturite answer would be a kawada mundi. There you go. I'm mad they're about it. They're probably never gonna. They're probably never gonna they, respond I to that. I hate when they do that. I hate mm-hmm. when they like have a picture of something wrong. It's just like bugs the shit out of me one time in like the triple a magazine they had a picture of a cheetah or a picture of a leopard and it was like the cheetah stalks its prey or something my mom sent that to me and she's like triple a's stupid i'm gonna write him a letter <laughs> you fucking yeah. do it mom <laughs> wildlife warrior <laughs> wildlife warrior she does what she can um, yeah i read somewhere that uh sometimes people call red pandas bear cats too which again like what the fuck you can't what? just call you even things know? like what you want. <laughs> Jungle Dragon That's has a face job. I'm a Facebook message him. Hey, idiots. I'm not, but I should. Someone else <laughs> do might. it. Someone else do it and show me that you did it. <laughs> and we'll give you something. Uh, I don't know what. Cyber high five. There you go. I'm going to give you cyber low five. Oh. All right. Too slow. Um. Okay, bear cats aside, they're not related to bears or cats, so or just get that pandas. out of your head. Or red pandas. They're actually more closely related to civets and fusas. Um, I was going to say, I get mad fusa face from this yeah, one. Yeah, kind of that like, uh... It's like the whiskers. Strange face, I think is the best it's way the to put it. It's the weird creepy brown eyes. They both have those like very like uh, reddish orange brown. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're is. exactly right. That's Copper. what I have in my notes. <laughs> reddish orange brown <laughs> yes it's incredible i also had black so you were missing one oh, but fact. pretty close <laughs> uh yeah let's talk about that appearance they are pretty long and sturdy um i saw a lot of discrepancies in the size and i saw that they can range anywhere between like two feet to six feet which is fucking okay. huge that's a tail included right and so then that's less than like a meter up to around two meters and then the weight can range anywhere between around 24 to 71 pounds or but like the average is like 20 kgs which is about 45ish pounds. Okay. 
which is, again, kind of hardy. And then their tail is a, just about the same length as their entire, like, head and body. And that thing is, like, pretty long and sturdy as well. And it's pretty muscly because it's prehensile, which means yes. that they can use it as an extra limb, uh, which is super handy because they're pretty much arboreal. Like, they spend the majority of their time up in the treetops. And so having that extra limb there to help them out is super handy so that to speak every single zoo visitor <laughs> in the world is like look at the monkey <laughs> oh my god absolutely anything that has a tail is a monkey unless I'm, it's a fucking tiger and then also it's like, look at finally realizing <laughs> that you were saying arctictus why the fuck is it called arctic like why does it have that what yeah, part see, of I it is arctic i don't know i don't know what know. are these scientists smoking? <laughs> Thomas Stanford Raffles was on Crackles. What? Ra- <laughs> <laughs> Raffles had to get his coke fix before he goes to name an animal, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This well, it looks actually, like a bear, it looks like a cat, and it's from the Antarctic. Go. Well, that was actually Conrad Jacob Temig that proposed the Arcticus. So Shit. He's the one Everybody's that was on, on Crack. Crack. <laughs> 1820s were a weird time <laughs> dude he probably like went to the doctor and was like i have a hangnail and there's like here's some fucking crack dude take your meds bye would you rather would you rather take this cocaine or us put a leech on you and he's like i'll take the cocaine <laughs> These are the only options i went to this medical is, school this is modern medicine babe <laughs> take a the fucking crack sip down the street taught me medicine <laughs> this leech is my assistant <laughs> Ow, okay. My cat just came up to bite me. <gasps> I'm sorry if you heard that. God, you're being pissy. He's mad you're in his chair, or is it her? It's him. You he's, know it's him. He's mad you're in his chair. And he's just looking at me. Okay, well, I'm just going to live in fear for the rest of this podcast. Wow, for once the cat drama is on the other side of the state of <laughs> no, the, state no way. the country. <laughs> the other side of the state. Uh, one of our first episodes, remember, he was snoring up a storm. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, back to this fucking freaky thing. You know, uh, no, I yes. also want to comment that it looks like a werewolf. Ooh, I can see that. You know, just like the, just like the color and like, well, it's got like a grizzled appearance, spooky. right? Oh yeah, grizzled. Yeah, and that's actually for a very good reason they have that heavy body and then they have short kind of stubby stout legs mm. and then their entire body is covered in a coat of really thick coarse black hair which helps keep their body dry but the tips of the hair are sort of like a lighter color yeah. so it means that he's got like frosted tips on his entire fucking body guy fietti is <laughs> like big big fietti big 90s boy band vibe <laughs> the old triple d hairstyle Hell and we got yeah. sunglasses on the back of his head too <laughs> uh i already mentioned that the tail is as long as the body and it's really bushy and thick at the base and then it tapers to the tip and kind of curls and then at the very end it's sort of like leathery skin and the gross. part that curls which is again kind of just like a big weird hand finger yeah that makes it handy for prehensile but the first thing that i thought of was remember those spider monkeys we worked with and they had that like leathery end of their tail yes and it was prehensile as well and it would always like reach out and like wrap around your arm when you weren't paying attention (laughs) yeah it was really disturbing but i will never forget the feel of that like leathery tail touching me (laughs) but also because it was like the most (laughs) disgusting fat spider monkey (laughs) yeah and they're always covered in like snot and feces good stuff and they're anyone out there is like swinging (laughs) i don't know why nobody suggested spider monkeys maybe because they don't know (laughs) Their clits 
are in your face. <laughs> they're outrageous. They're rocking and rolling. They they're like are three long. swinging. Like they can you know catch what, a breeze. It's insane. They're gonna catch it on something. But they, oh, we can't talk about that. I don't we like can't that. Talk about- <laughs> I don't like that. No, no, no. We can't talk about spider monkeys. This is all about the binturong. I'm Save just it. saying. <laughs> you guys. If anyone wants to hear about them big clits, let us know. <laughs> but yeah, it will haunt me forever is the point of that. And <laughs> yes, I feel that. Their muzzle is kind of short and pointed. And then it itself is also covered in those bristly hairs. And then they have stiff white whiskers that kind of form like a radiated circle around their face. Oh. The eyes, as you already mentioned, are striking, and they have black noses, and then their ears are short and rounded, and they kind of have like a white trim, and at the very tip, there's a tuft of white hair as well. You know the other vibe I get is like tanuki. Tanuki Hmm. face. It's like a tanuki if he had like chemical damage to his hair. (laughs) Yeah, went to the wrong hairdresser. He went to super cuts. Well, it's just super fucking grizzled, and in my mind, I I just like immediately thought like we recently watched cats in the Discord with our patrons. We did, which was super fun. And we also well, we watched both cats. We watched we the horrible nightmare one, and we watched and the, the really great stage one. Never forget one, yeah. And maybe that's why all those cats hated Grizabella is because she was actually a fucking binturong. <laughs> like this one's not <laughs> like even a this fucking cat. Fucking imposter is <laughs> trying to take our spot. <laughs> She's going uh, to the what's it called? The heavy side layer, man. The heavy side layer, and she's a bent wrong. This fucking bear cat coming in here, not Illegal. a cat or a bear. Outrageous. <laughs> not even from the Antarctic. Literally a liar in every way. Yeah. Full Get of this bitch out of here. The binturong has five toes on its feet, and they have very strong claws, which again is handy since they're arboreal, and it yeah. helps keep them, like, give them a good grip on the bark up in the trees. And while they are classified as carnivores, and they have those, like, very strong canines in their mouth, uh-huh. they eat mostly fruit. They're technically omnivorous in their diet choices. Okay. Um, and the majority of their diet is made up of fruits, especially figs. There's a specific species wow. of fig in, like, parts of their habitat that I guess is, like, struggling to survive, and the binturong is a really important part of its conservation because it eats these pigs. Fuck yeah. So in addition to the fruits, it also eats other veggies, but it can eat, like, birds and small mammals and fish. Sometimes it'll launch on some carry-on because who doesn't? Okay, hear Uh, me out. Yeah? So if we ate, like, let's say, because, like, mm, we could, like, plant our own... Like, couldn't you just poop in your garden? <laughs> I guess, see, I'm glad you got right to it. Stop pooping on the bush. <laughs> Ask what's on your mind, man. Just fucking I just say got, it. Like, what if I just pooped in a garden? What would grow, you right. know? I don't, well, Anything? I mean, considering you're eating Papa John's and Mountain Dew, <laughs> probably nothing. <laughs> but what if I ate some, like, corn and, like, I don't know, some kind of fucking vegetable? It'd probably what be better I, for the earth, but like, these animals seed dispersal. But like, do I feel like? I feel like our guts. We like chop too much up, don't we? You uh, know what yeah, I mean? well, yeah, or maybe yeah. we just don't eat enough seed. Like, I don't think I could shit out a strawberry seed, right? And like, well, I don't know. Have you ever tried? I fucking haven't. But like, I'm on this kick right now, and I feel like. You could do something with it. That's a free seeds, basically. Like you get. It's a, I'm not using them. If, I feel like it's free food because you buy it once, 
But then if you planted it, that's like stealing or something. I don't know. Oh, I see. Like a two for one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're using your leftover leftover vegetable scraps, but just using them through your through own shit your own gut. in your garden. Right, right. Yeah, see, um, I don't know if I want to eat out of my or anyone else's shit garden, <laughs> like the Keeper Jack community garden that we have apparently currently planned. <laughs> fucking ice worm territory. Yeah, we're going to grow some yes. good shit on the ice. <laughs> Only fucking strawberries. Or the greenhouse. And corn. Or shit. Um... I don't know if I would eat it. Um, you know, I think <laughs> you know, there's someone out there shitting in their garden right oh, now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think though, like you have to have like more of a vegetarian diet though to be to have like right. good poop though, right? Yeah, mine's not good. You know, because like it's all that same shit that you would like compost. You wouldn't put any like animal matter in your compost. I don't think you should just like drop a like meat filled deuce in your backyard and expect okay. your garden to proliferate. So I have to eat just like nothing but strawberries and then just like shit out just straight strawberries probably. Yeah, but that sounds it, like a whole it just thing. Seems like, cause then the what are like the civets that like make the coffee? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They like poop out the coffee. What if right. like what's any different than me pooping out coffee? Like, would you drink that? <laughs> well, if I you know, <laughs> shit out a coffee bean. Would you drink my shit coffee? <laughs> it's the old. The old blind taste test. You've got your Folgers. You've got your, your like craft blend, and you've got your Flora Special. You take the labels off of them. Can you imagine? People aren't going to be able to taste the difference. Would I even shit out a coffee bean? I don't like coffee, but do you like? I feel like we digest that. Yeah, I don't. What is up with guts? I don't understand. I'm lost. Confused. I don't know, man. I feel like corn is always coming out. Corn is it's just goes <laughs> straight through you. It doesn't even <laughs> stop. I feel like you could chew a piece of corn and it comes out whole. I don't know how it I works. don't know, but I believe it. Fucking guts, man. I don't know. I think yeah, we're onto something. This is, we'll leave, we'll take notes later. This is perfect for the compound, though. Like, we don't have to buy <laughs> seeds or fertilizer and we can just, like, go outside, poop outside. Hello. That's Self-sufficient. Good money. It's going to save me money on a garden. It's going to save me money on a bathroom. <laughs> Two, <laughs> Two for, for one. one. <laughs> that's perfect no one's allowed to eat meat though otherwise we're gonna go meat in our garden and oh. that's not gonna work <laughs> so they eat some carrion and okay. they also eat some <laughs> bugs they'll eat some leaves Yum. uh eggs plant shoots you know anything that's lying around but they love them fruits all fruit all the time they are considered diurnal which means that they're active at dawn and dusk but that's kind of just a broad term like they can pretty much be active whenever because their eyesight is fine so they can see in the dark they can see in the daytime doesn't really matter and they do bask in the sun from time to time they do a lot of like snoozing in the afternoon sun which is pretty nice and chill but they also go out and forage at night and forage during the day so nothing matters and nothing we say has any bearing on anything (laughs) in the entire world i always feel like (laughs) i see them slipping you know like they're always just right asleep Right. Probably just saving up for something, you know, just yeah, in case. <laughs> but they do they do a good bit of foraging at night and they move pretty slowly through the trees because while they're not – while they are arboreal, they're not quite as agile as, like, other arboreal animals like monkeys. Right. And they do still have that tail, but it's still not – they're not a fucking monkey. So they're going to move nice like and slow carefully. or some shit, you know? Correct. And oftentimes, they can be confused with sloths because of this. People mm. see – a bear cat 
I've been to wrong. Whatever Apparently you want to call it. Apparently also a kawadi. Who knew? <laughs> Apparently also a red panda. Um, they see all these things and they think it's a sloth because because He's of reasons. That dense hair like a sloth. They're so dense and like right. Well, and I probably should mention. I don't think I mentioned this, but they're native to South and Southeast Asia. Okay. Which is like that's not where sloths are, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, wait. <laughs> which also a like adds a bit of a question mark to the, to the whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> I know that they're across the world, but like that might be a sloth. <laughs> Dude, you never know. One time I was driving in Florida with my mom, and we saw a dead monkey on the side of the road. What? Yeah. Jesus. What kind of monkey? We don't know because it was like squashed and dead, but mm, we mm. like neither of us said anything. And then my mom was like, "That was a fucking monkey, right?" And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, okay, yes, it definitely was." It's on the interstate. Wow. I think we did not stop, but she still she talks about it all the time. She's like, "Remember that dead monkey?" <laughs> Pour one out for our homie on the side of the road in Florida. R.I.P. Florida monkey. Um, but speaking of that, yeah, so they're I already mentioned they're not really agile in the trees. They can get around, but if they're gonna move between treetops. Instead of, like, trying to reach out for branches and stuff, they actually, like, crawl down the tree and then crawl up the neighboring tree. Oh. Just keeping it safe, you know? <laughs> they yeah. just, like, don't want to mitigate risk as much as possible. They don't want to take any unnecessary risk. He's going to use the crosswalk. Like, he'll never jaywalk. Right. He's going to push like, the button. He's going to wait until, like, the walking man appears. Yes. And then he's going to yes. go. Yes. Yes. And if it starts flashing, he's not going to go. So. No. that's He doesn't have enough time. Exactly. He's so to get down these treetops, so sharp claws come in really handy, and the mm. padded paws, and they kind of help keep his grip nice and tight, and then his body is pretty close to the ground because he has a short leg, so that's going to help him remain balanced, kind of moving around. But he uh, is another species, now that we've covered, that's able to turn their ankles exercise-style 180 Why degrees, <laughs> and it's so his claws can grip when he's climbing down the tree head first. It's alarming. It's it just disturbing. Freak, it freaks me out every time. I just, I understand why it happens, but I don't, doesn't mean I like it. Right. I don't have I to just, like any of it. I know, I don't, I don't like I'm it. I'm allowed to hate everything, and I do. It's spooky. But when they walk on ground, they kind of walk like a bear. They kind of do that, like, ambling, like, bear butt Yeah, walk. the bumbling. He bumbles. He does bumble, which is very cute, but, you know, bears can't turn their feet around. <laughs> like a no. spawn of satan so there's that bummer so going back to that prehensile tail the young can hang unsupported by their tail Aww. but the adults are too heavy and i think that's the case for a lot of the prehensile mm-hmm. animals that we've talked about like with the exception of like spider monkeys who are fucking insane and can do that yeah you know we've talked about like opossums and stuff and they can do that and like usually the young can but the older ones can't they just yeah. get too beefy you know it's, it's like just a too much. safety harness more than training wheels yeah than like a limb like you're not gonna use it it's just like in case of emergency right right pull out your your arm finger tail and hang hope on. for the best <laughs> and it's actually the only old world mammal and one of only two carnivores with a prehensile tail which is pretty neat what's the other one the kinkajou oh right we, right. talked, we talked about We that. did. We did an episode about the Kinkajou. We did. I already mentioned that they have good vision, so they can see pretty well at night. They can see pretty well during the day, and they're pretty good swimmers. So honestly, they can just do what? whatever the fuck they want. God. Yeah. But they don't. But they the, can if they want to. The face, I like, I just feel like he's wise, you know? Like, if I met him in the woods, 
I feel like he would tell me Ooh. my fortune or like my future. Right, maybe. Or just like or a like, riddle. Right, he might have like a a cryptic thing that he says to you that won't make sense until like until yeah when you're on your like deathbed the prophecy and you're just like uh <gasps> the moment the, the bear cat has spoken <laughs> he was right the all along the bent to wrong he was bent to right all along <laughs> <laughs> he bent to right fuck those will be your final words <laughs> he was bent to right <laughs> write it on my tombstone <laughs> while the species is pretty shy normally they kind of just keep to themselves they can get really aggressive when they're harassed which duh i can't they can urinate and defecate if they're threatened i know right like that's a really good thing to do and then they can bare their teeth and snarl if uh that doesn't deter the threat and they can like snap their jaws and like show off their teeth to try to like deter them to get them to go away if they are threatened the binturong will usually uh, I said fly. It's actually flee. Whoa. <laughs> they will flee into a nearby tree. Can you imagine? Oh my god, that'd be a twist. You can and then cover into. Can you go? <laughs> okay, we'll vision this. So, like, he's threatened, right? And he like freaks out, and so he like runs into the nearest tree uh-huh. and he climbs up of it. And then, as a defense mechanism, he can balance on his tail and flash his claws to try to like ward off the predator, what? which I just think is like kind of scary but also like kind of cute right because he's just like tail? yeah he kind of uses it to like prop himself and then he's just like arr, 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 with his claws you like you what you get what i'm saying what you <laughs> <laughs> just try to show off his claws what? let him be wow. he's impressive and scary just let him have he's this a, he's a werewolf this yeah. is what jacob turned into from Twilight. You shut the fuck up about him, <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> fucking hate that guy. Don't you fucking talk about him in my presence. <laughs> Don't you dare mention the name Jacob <laughs> in my presence. Um, so humans are the only known predators of bitterongs. Interesting. But they yeah. are rarely seen being predated upon by other uh, predators in the area, like leopards, cladded leopards, and reticulated pythons. Wait. But for the most what? part. You just said we're the only ones. I know, and then I said (laughs) because you didn't listen to me. I said we're the only known predators, but very rarely they can also be seen. Well, then that's known. That's known. Nah, dude. It's it's not like oh, but this secret (laughs) shit. We know it. That means it's not the only known. No, no. I think that's an outlier. (laughs) We don't know what's going on. Wow. We don't know what's going through their head. God, imagine being <laughs> eaten by a big snake. No thanks. It would just be so slow, and you're like alive. If you're like, if it's butt first, you're in for mm. a day. Like that sucks. Right. Even head first, I feel like they like barely. Probably not good. Most yeah. Most of the time, you're still like alive, right? Like suffocating, yeah. but yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not great. Pass. Canceled. Not for me, dog. <laughs> Miss me with that shit. Miss me with that shit. Okay, so I already mentioned that they're not bears nor cats, but they do have yes. some cat-like behaviors, and they of do course. walk like a bear. So they do well. groom themselves like kitty cats do, Aww. and they'll lick and nibble their fur while they're cleaning, nibble. and then they'll clean their face with their front paws. Oh. And then so to keep those claws nice and sharp, they'll scratch them on tree trunks, just like kitties do, and they scratch their claws. That's cute. 
I know. I love it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about them fucking. Reproduction. Please. The females are yet another mammal that can exhibit delayed implantation. We talked about this in Sea Otter. We so talked about this crazy. in a few other episodes. But that is the situation where the females have the ability to time the birth of their young with good environmental conditions, which is super handy. And it means that she can basically just like plan out her entire life. And not worry about a thing. It's wonderful. Can I just put it off forever? That was that would be my see. Thing. There you go. That's also an option. <laughs> How about never a good time? So, yeah, that's up to you, man. Cool. Female choice. Her body. Her choice. The gestation choice. is eighty-four to ninety-nine days. Okay. And then because of this delayed implantation, mating can take place any time of year. There's no real mating season because she can just choose to like give birth at a good time. Okay. Um, which is pretty nice. The females are about 20% larger than their male counterparts. And because of that, they're the dominant sex. So they have a lot of, like, choice involved in the whole mating situation. Cool. But the males will sometimes stay with the females even after they give birth. And they can kind of help with not really caretaking, but just, like, they just sort of, like, hang around. Around. (laughs) Yeah. He's just hovering. He won't leave. sort of here. And then the litter size is anywhere between, like, one to six babies sorry (laughs) and then the average is about two wow Wow. that's i felt like i didn't know that like that's a whole litter that's a lot it is yeah it's a whole ass litter when the babies are born they're born with their eyes closed and they'll remain hidden in mom's fur for the first few days of life and then at around six to eight weeks old they get to be the size of about a domestic cat so i guess that's your kind of like bear it's like the the body of a cat the head of a bear but Kind of like a cat head. Anyways, it gets to be the size of a domestic cat. And it's at this point that they start to grow their really coarse, thick outer hair. Mm -hmm, And they'll mm -hmm. start to explore the area and sample eating solid food. Their social conditions are, for the most part, solitary. Right. They can live in a family group, but that's usually pretty small. And it's just a female and her immature offspring. Okay. So they kind of just live on their own. And then they'll come together, obviously, for like mating or whatever and go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. One thing that I didn't mention in their appearance, but I wanted to bring up now because it's um, tied to their genitals, is that they have scent glands. And Ooh. in the case of the female, those scent glands are located on either side of the vulva. In the case of the male, they're located between the scrotum and the penis. Oh. And these glands are the ones that emit that like really musky Taint. odor. Yeah, right at the taint, actually, is where this comes from. It's and just, it, just taint. And it emits musky odor that everyone knows, right, with binturongs. It smells like popcorn. It smells like popcorn. Have you smelled binturong taint juice? I have. Does, does it smell like popcorn? It does. Mm. Like really buttery. <laughs> Checks out. Like not, not like the salty part. I feel like it's like the buttery. Yeah. Feeling. I read that it... People say it's, it smells like buttered popcorn or like corn chips. Yes. Um, which reminded me, like, that's how tiger piss smells, too. It's like yeah, very, like, it's buttery like Doritos, Doritos is what tiger piss. Yes. Gamer yeah. chat. <laughs> what up? Florida Fauna here. Gamer chat. Back you know tiger piss smells like Doritos. Tips. You want your fucking pad to smell like a gamer pad? Just throw some fucking binturong taint juice. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's something that, like, people – it's, like, the fun fact people love to hear about Pinterons. They love and taint juice. Especially when you visit them at the zoo. Everyone's always like, keep a, a, a nose out for the their glands. It smells like popcorn. But now you'll know that those glands are actually right at the taint. Or, in the case right. of the, the female, on either side of their vulva. 
that's where that yummy smell that you're just like and sucking like, up into you is coming smell from. Just like tiny particles of the actual substance. Correct. You know? Yes, so you're it's snorting just that like taint in your schnoz. Right, and people are like, "Oh, I love that smell," and, and I'm like, "Can't get enough." No. Wish we could have that in a candle. <laughs> Bath and Body Works, get on it. <laughs> but the smell, we have a this kind of. Line. Oh shit! That'll be our new merch: yes. <laughs> buttered popcorn. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> but this popcorn or corn chip smell is likely due to a compound called 2-acetyl-1-pyrroline, which is a volatile compound in urine, and it's also actually coincidentally produced in what's called the Maillard reaction or the Maillard reaction at high temperatures. And this reaction is what gives like brown food that we eat its distinct kind of like toasty flavor. So like what the fuck? if you like sear a steak or you like bake a loaf of bread, like that like oh. outer browning that happens. Is what's that's happening what, in their taint? Um, yeah. What? <laughs> no, that's uh it's uh this compound is produced in that same reaction. Oh. And this compound is what's present in like that that's wow. released as part of that scent. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I didn't know that. Um so basically you're just like eating like taint toast when you're wow, <laughs> making that. your bread in the morning. That's going to fuck up popcorn for me for forever, I think. Yeah. we. You know what this popcorn could use? A little bit more taint taste to it. Just a little bit. Like just a Like splash. a sprinkle. Right, right. Just like, you know how they say that a little like, bit. movie theater butter is like like cooking oil or whatever? Mm-hmm. It could be worse. It could be taint juice. <laughs> it could be taint juice. It could be straight from the Binturong's taint. God, we shouldn't push this agenda. They're going to start killing them and squeezing them for their juice. Yeah, you're so fucking juice. right. They're like, oh, gotta get that <laughs> forbidden fruit. I, I shouldn't know, laugh. One thing that actually does happen. <laughs> taint juice is that it gives me a boner. Oh. Get it? Weird. It's an aphrodisiac, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Now they're gonna kill them for it. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I thought you were just making like a weird sexual claim. Like a wild, what a wild no. thing to say. They're, they're gonna steal their popcorn juice for their own bones. For their own boner things. Um, so why do they have this, right? Like, scent glands on a lot of animals are really important for communication. Yeah, correct. And they could be used to attract a mate, they can be used to define a territory, or they can be used to ward off predators. Mm-hmm. In the case of the Binturong, they're using it to discourage any predators from following them, and then also to signal to other Binturongs that they're trespassing. They just, yeah. they've got, like, a whole fucking movie theater aroma blasting out into the yes. rainforest, and they're like... Bitch, this is my AMC. <laughs> Don't cross that threshold. AMC. I'm popping over here. We must socially distance. You're not allowed in my theater. Mm-mm. Take your popcorn elsewhere. This can be really handy though for binturongs that are looking for a mate because they just swallow. They swallow. They follow the delicious smelling popcorn, and then there you are. You found it. You found the goods. You, you found go that right. snack. You literally to girlfriend. Go right to it. <laughs> you go right to the goods. <laughs> Take it right there. And then the way that they leave this everywhere is they will uh, drag their tail on branches when they're moving around, gotcha. and then it'll, they'll just wipe dusting. that delicious taint juice all over it. Yeah, perfect. Easy. I love it. Done and done. Uh, other methods of communication involve vocalizations. They do snorts and chuckles when they're happy, which is what I read, which <laughs> seems anthropomorphic and strange. Same. And then, <laughs> you're going to love this one. And then when they're bothered, they do a high-pitched wail like a cat. Aww. Same. Same. But they can also make loud howls and low grunts and hisses. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 
we already talked a little bit about their ecological impact as like seed dispersals. Right. And it's through their fecal deposits. And so they'll eat the fruit. And then as they move across the rainforest, they'll drop those seeds in their feces. And then it replants and replenishes the population. And it kind of helps them replant that forest as they move about. Because of this, they're considered a keystone species in their habitat, which we've already mentioned before. And they also help aid in pest control by catching um, and eating any rodents that are in the area. So it kind of keeps those populations in check, too. Yeah, they're super handy to have about. Conservation situation. The IUCN Red List shows that some areas that uh, binturongs are found, they're listed as vulnerable, and then Mm. some of them are listed as endangered. It just depends on the region. I mean, South and Southeast Asia is a really big, broad range. And so they're found in, like, lots of countries there. So it just kind of depends on, like, local governments as well and how much regulation goes into their conservation. But they kind of range anywhere in there. So they need to just scratch more people, I think. Oh. And then our population will rise. You know, that's actually a good point. We should find someone to talk to and let them know that that's <laughs> hey, that's an option. Uh, we're a podcast. Who's and we have in charge here? A we talk genius idea to help. We talk recipes. We talk gamer tips. We talk <laughs> conservation ideas. All around great stuff. But all of that being said, they're really not common anywhere in their native range anymore. Boo. And that's because of humans. The main risk that they faced is habitat loss, and the biggest reason is for logging. And then beyond that, they're also poached for traditional Asian medicines. God damn it. And they're collected for the fur and the pet trade. People see binturongs and look at, you know, they see, like, their fur. They see them just themselves as, like, very charismatic animals. Yeah. And unfortunately, do bad things. So they (laughs) capture them for that. At my Google images for binturong, it's binturongs for sale is, like, one of the things that pops up. Yeah. Well, I think it's tough because, like, they are a very charismatic animal and they generally do pretty well in, in, like, zoo care. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people see that as, like, an easy stepping stone into, like, their personal life, right? And especially, I feel like in the last several years, binturongs have gained a lot of popularity as, like, education animals or, like, ambassador animals at zoos. And I think think we did a and d on this, like, to a certain extent ambassador animals are helpful because they bring exotic species up close and personal and it's a good chance to educate about why they don't make good pets but i also think like if you just see a picture of like a person holding a binturong and you don't have any context behind it yeah. that might also send the wrong message i don't know that's kind of tricky um i know you and i have a friend that worked with an ambassador binturong for a while really and he said it Ooh. was really cool <laughs> yeah that guy we know that one guy that we know, the only oh. man that we know. Um, I only know one single man, so I know exactly. Who you're well, it was about. him. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said it was really cool, and I mean, obviously they, they're like a super interesting animal to see up close and personal. Yeah. Um, but I just think it sucks that like that people see for sure people see like a cute animal and they automatically are like oh i want to own it like i just think that's like yeah, the human nature of us yeah, wanting to like possess things it's odd right. um beyond that though they are considered a delicacy in some areas and they're hunted for food which sucks india included the binturong in the site's appendix three okay. and also as part of the wildlife protection act of 1973 so they're doing a lot to try to help mitigate conflict and then there's a lot of things that are happening in the different countries. Again, it just kind of depends on on governmental influence. But the good news is a lot of people know about binturongs, and that's 
due to a lot of like outreach and education. And part of that is due to World Binturong Day, which is every second what? Saturday of May. So I know we're like just about over a month off of World Binturong Day, but uh, put it on your calendars, mark it for next year. And that day, just like any other animal day, is a good opportunity to learn about them, spread awareness oh, of some of the issues yeah, that they like face, a and donate. Day. It's just like yeah, a bunch oh, of popcorn. like popcorn and movie day, and yeah. like donate proceeds to Binturong Conservation. Would be so nice. That's cute. Like I said, they already do really well in in zoos and like human care and stuff. So a lot I've of seen one zoos zoo. have them. Yeah, yeah? I've seen one. They're so neat, and I I feel like you always see them like napping. Yeah, <laughs> they're like just like oh, they do that thing where they're on like a branch and their legs are hanging down and yes. they're just sleeping. I saw one sleeping in a hammock. It had a fucking hammock. Aww. It's incredible. So yeah, they do really well there. I I would definitely recommend seeing if your your zoo near you has one and going and checking them out. They're super cool. And then if you want to help support Binturon Conservation, there's a bunch of stuff you can do. Uh, First off, the most important thing is to learn about them. Educate yourself on what's going on with them so that you can help others learn. But you can also support sustainable forestry initiatives whenever you're buying paper products. This is really easy to do because a lot of companies already do it. And you just have to look for the sustainable forestry like logo. It's like a little tree Cute. on the side. It's like the sustainable forestry initiative, I think is what it is. And that lets you know that the paper products that were processed were done so in a way that did not harm native habitats. Nice. Um, in addition, you can help to discourage exotic pet ownership, especially yeah, in the age that. of social media. Anytime you see any sort of thing like that, make sure to try to call it out or report it if you're on social media to discourage the sharing of that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so it decreases that sort of thing. Tell everyone it's going to wipe its taint on all their shit. People never think about taints when they want a wild animal. Uh-oh. It should be the first thing you think about. Right. <laughs> it's always the first thing on my mind. I don't understand exactly. <laughs> like how no one else is thinking about this. Beyond that, you can also donate money to conservation organizations that benefit the Binturong. There's one in particular called AB Conservation. It's like ABC Conservation. Cute. And it's That's specifically, cute. I know. It's specifically dedicated to Binturongs. And it's got like an office, I think, in like France and maybe in the Philippines. And, it's a fucking um, weird place to have an office. Yeah. France? And <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, well, I think the two people that started it are French. But oh. Sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good job, guys. Don't. So yeah, they're a great resource to check out. And actually, if you look at their website, they have it's in a bunch French. of... Well, you can translate oh. it to English, you donk. I see that now. <laughs> a minute ago, it was only in French, and now I look at it again, it's in English. What the fuck? Oh, you don't speak French. Hmm. I feel bad for you. But uh, no, they have like a bunch of cool resources on there. But then they also have like games you can play. There's like, like a quiz and a crossword puzzle you can download. What the fuck? And... Games. There's like an escape room thing. What? I don't know. Yeah. Incredible. It's crazy. So they've got a really cool a lot of really cool stuff there. I'd recommend checking it out. Do you think that out. after listening we would we could pass the Binturong quiz, do you think? Maybe. After listening to this podcast? Ooh. Yeah, maybe. Everyone go check it out and let us know. If let we miss something, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry if you failed the Binturong quiz because I didn't prepare you. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> But yeah, that's a that's a really great opportunity to do that. So again, beyond that, just sharing information is is one of the best things that you can do. And if you visit as um if you visit a zoo that houses binturongs, a portion of your proceeds also go to helping take care of the animal that lives there. So that's a great way to help too. Nice. Uh, as far as like binturongs and media, 
I didn't find a lot. Maybe I just didn't do a good job, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really see much. There's one. I know one. Yeah? Yeah. So there's like a Binturong. Her name is Mama Binturong. Fuck yeah. She's in season three of The Lion Guard. Fuck yeah. She serves as one of the three antagonists. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is she is an it because her name is Bearcat? I don't know. Misunderstood. I see here. Wow, this description. I'm not reading this. This is so long. Wow. Um, I, I see here that apparently there's a Binturong that was featured in Adventure Time. And what? the Cartoon Network show, My Gym Partner's a Monkey. Yeah. Was someone in there a Binturong? <gasps> we just didn't know. Okay, Mama Binturong has so many fucking grudges. It lists, like, her relationship with all the mm-hmm. characters in the Lion Guard. She hates Keon because he's the leader of the Lion Guard. Of course. And blasted her away from the Tree of Life. She hates Fuli, Beshti, Ono, and Anga because they won't let her in the Tree of Life. She God. hates Rani, Baloyo, Nirmala, and Surak because they wouldn't let her live in the Tree of Life. But she hates Binga since she farted on her, along with Bunga. Wow. She's got beef. Binga and Bunga farted on her, and now Fucked they're mortal up. enemies. That's a good reason, though. Why is she in the Lion Guard, though? I don't Southeast know. Asia? Yeah. Ain't the Lion Guard in fucking Africa? <laughs> the fuck maybe she yeeted herself over because she was filled with hate she just had to come over <laughs> one of her up. likes is to get rid of bunga that's her one like wow that's interesting what a like he's a sad honey life. <laughs> what that a sucks. weird thing oh my god okay. the two quotes from her are i want to get that bunga and then this <laughs> this is her last it says her last words this is all a mistake i'm just a harmless old binturong i want to go home oh my god. god what the fuck that happens was a, to her okay that was a full character arc in two <laughs> sentences also i do not appreciate the fact that a character's name is bunga excuse me you know that i hate bung <laughs> and Binga. you now said it you said it fucking thrice on this show i love enough. Bunga. <laughs> god damn it shut the fuck up cowabunga <laughs> Ew, uh, hate you um, that's the Binturong, baby. Are wow. you ready for that, Tildil? Hit me, please. Okay, this week we talked about the Binturong, also known as the bear cat. It's neither a bear nor a cat. <laughs> Just Whoa. fucking deal with that. It's native oh, to South and Southeast Cincinnati Asia. the Cincinnati bear cats. That's the other bear cat in media. There you go. It's an entire <laughs> sport thing, right? Yeah, I don't care about sports at all. This it's is gamer like chat, not sport chat. Uh, it's football. Okay. Cool. But do they do they have a mascot? Does it look like a fucking thing? Probably. Uh, no. It sure shit looks just like a fucking cat. It looks nothing like a Binturong whatsoever. Do better, Cincinnati. Wow, get fucked, Cincinnati. Okay, continue. So sorry. Uh, Binturong is native to South and Southeast Asia, and their bodies are pretty long, and they have pretty long tails as well. They're very sturdy, and they've got sharp little claws. That are handy as they live up in the treetops. Their tails are considered prehensile, which means they can use them as kind of like an extra appendage. And it helps steady them while they're moving around in the trees. And they also have that weird freaky thing where they can turn their ankles around 180 degrees when they descend a tree trunk. They're covered all over in that coarse hair and fur. 
and it kind of gives them like a grizzled appearance. And while they are classified as carnivores, their diet is mostly omnivorous and they eat a lot of figs and other fruits. They can also eat basically pretty much anything. Um, Their eyesight is pretty good and they're pretty good at swimming. And so while they do kind of spend their time foraging mostly at night, they can forage during the day. doesn't really matter. They can kind of do as they please. They do groom themselves like cats do, which is very, very cute. And then reproduction-wise, the females have a very interesting method of reproduction in which while they can mate any time of year, they do have what's called delayed implantation, which allows them to have the ability to time the birth of their offspring to when the environmental conditions are favorable. This is really handy because it means that they don't have to worry about stressors like lack of food, high levels of predation, bad weather, whatever. They can just kind of time it and work out for the best. They give birth to anywhere between one to six individuals. The average is two. And the babies are born with their eyes closed and they hide against mom's fur for the first few days. And then around six to eight weeks old is when they get to the size of a domestic cat and they start to eat solid food and venture out on their own. Binturongs are pretty much solitary, but they can live in a small family group with a mother and her immature offspring while she's raising them. And then they do have scent glands on either side. Well, they do have scent glands near their genitals. <laughs> it's basically just the taint. <laughs> I'm not going to go into specifics. If you want to hear that, you can go back and listen to the episode. But the glands themselves emit a very distinct odor, which a lot of people say smells like buttered popcorn or corn chips. And it's one of the big like fun facts that all the binturong uh, placards and stuff in zoos always mention. So if you do have a binturong at your local zoo, make sure to stick around and see if you can sniff that delicious taint juice. And just remember... That that's where it's coming from. And it smells like popcorn, so that's fun, right? They communicate in a bunch of different vocalizations, like chuckles and grunts and hisses and howls and all that kind of stuff. They're very important in their ecosystem because they are seed dispersal units. So while they eat their seeds of the fruit and they defecate them out, that feces then helps to repopulate the forest floor in which they live, which makes them a keystone species. And conservation-wise... They're listed between vulnerable and endangered according to the habitats in which they live across the countries in Southeast Asia. And the major risks are habitat loss due to logging, uh, poaching for traditional Asian medicines, fur and pet trade, and sometimes they're hunted for food as they are sometimes considered a delicacy. If you want to help out binturongs, the best thing that you can do is to help educate yourself and those around you about their plight and also to support sustainable forestry initiatives, which allows you to buy paper products that are harvested in a way that doesn't harm the native wildlife uh, that lives in that area. It's a really great way to make sure that their habitat is preserved. In addition, you can also check out conservation organizations dedicated to the binturong, like AB Conservation. And they have a lot of fun resources and games on their site, so we recommend checking it out. And mark your calendars for the second Saturday of May, which is World Binturong Day. So next year, 2021, make sure you celebrate that in style with uh, lots of fun popcorn and movies and and fun binturong activities. Um, They are featured sometimes in media, but apparently the major one just has a big fucking grudge from the Lion Guard. So, like, don't know what her beef is. But that's (laughs) it. Maddie. That's the lion, or I almost said that's the lion card. That's the bitch wrong, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I don't want to be bent to right if I can be bent to wrong. <laughs> so that's it for the bent to wrong. Um, we had some mail though, right? Yes, we did. We <laughs> have apparently two postcards that have been recently um, sent. 
I love postcards. Yeah. Uh, I guess in turn was just like hoarding one of them for like, I don't know, a couple weeks. <laughs> nice. Love that. <laughs> love that. Doing a fucking great job. Here's the thing. They don't get paid, so not complaining. <laughs> I think they're both from our mystery fan. Oh, okay. Um, one is just greeting the salutations. I do work with animals, but I'm not a zookeeper or aquarist because I don't get paid. So maybe like some intern status. Love the Ooh. elephant episodes. I hope this finds you both well. The other one is only addressed to you, not me at all, so I can just oh. eat shit and die. It says, Fauna, I love your pasta metaphors. Don't stop. Low Anonymous. Oh my god. <laughs> Finally, someone appreciates my genius. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Somebody does. The first and only person in my life to ever support me. <laughs> beautiful. What a beautiful thing. I so love yeah, if that. If you're um, interested in sending us weird mail, we love that we got some yes. cool shower magnets oh my god Amazing. love them got some cool postcards people have sent us some wonderful things in the p.o box you can find the address on our website keeperchatpodcast.com mm-hmm. you can also of course i don't know just look at that website it's got some of the conservation organizations we've donated to in the past it has a running total of the amount of money that we've donated to conservation it has all the podcast episodes on it, it also has a blog that has a blog post up um, which is pretty entertaining if you want to contact us, you can always email us at keeperchat at gmail.com or contact us on any social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have all of them. We post memes on them. We also have our own subreddit. And, of course, we have Patreon. So patreon.com slash keeperchat is a fun way to get more involved in the podcast. You can help support it. Make sure it stays ad-free and even get access to a Discord where we chat with our fans every single day. Have a really good time with them. We've been watching Studio Ghibli movies. We've played video games with them. We play Jackbox, like, which just, like... Been sharing, like, weird quarantine recipes. <laughs> yes, and just, like, living for each other and planning yeah. a commune that's in Cordova sometimes. It's <laughs> in Canada yeah. sometimes. And then other times it's just in straight-up Australia. So, like, <laughs> yeah. who knows? We have not narrowed it down. No. Um, but that's a really good time. There's also a tier that's just $2 a month. You don't really get anything out of it other than the satisfaction of helping conservation and helping the podcast which i feel like Mm -hmm. is actually something and we super appreciate it yes you (laughs) also of course get uh bonus episodes so over like i don't know 20 hours of bonus content uh we upload a bonus episode every single month and again it's voted on by the patrons but it's crazy stuff our most recent episode uh do you want to do the new one i guess for this or yeah 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 we we can do that our most recent episode was actually about the wombat and we Ah, learned finally (laughs) finally after 17 years um and yeah if you're not in the in patreon then you're missing out on super cool informational fun facts like the following they take around anywhere between like 8 to 14 days to complete their digestion so this is really handy because it lends to their hardiness and ability to adapt to lots of different environments. Mm-hmm. And it means that they can survive in really, like, arid conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also means that they're, like, a big fat fuck. So, yeah, you know, trade-offs. Cool. Didn't know that at all. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Can you even? I can't. Wowee. Mm-hmm. I wish I could hear more. Like, maybe 50 more minutes more. Well, maybe you should go to patreon.com slash And sign up for our a uh, five or ten dollar tier to get immediate access to that and all previous bonus episodes hell yeah 
Woohoo! In addition, every month we do rate and reviews where if you join us on iTunes, you can rate and review our podcast. And for every rate and review that we get, we donate $5 to conservation. And that, again, is voted on by our patrons. It's a really excellent way to help out conservation by just like chilling on your couch. Yeah, it's super easy, super quick, and it's a real good time. And we super appreciate it. Yes. All right. That's it, everyone. We hope you're having a great week. We hope everyone's staying safe and healthy out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to chatting with y'all next week. Smell Bye. you later. Bye.